0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, December 8th. How long will this go on? Today's scripture reading is found in Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, from the Message Translation, which reads, He said, Go and tell this people, "'Listen hard, but you aren't going to get it. "'Look hard, but you won't catch on. "'Make these people blockheads with fingers in their ears "'and blindfolds on their eyes, so they won't see a thing, "'won't hear a word, so they won't have a clue about what's going on, "'and yes, so they won't turn around and be made whole.'" Astonished, I said, "'And Master, how long is this going to go on?' He said, until the cities are emptied out, not a soul left in the cities, houses empty of people, countryside empty of people, until I, God, get rid of everyone, sending them off, the land totally empty. And even if some should survive, say a tenth, the devastation will start up again. The country will look like pine and oak forest with every tree cut down, every tree a stump, a huge field of stumps but there's a holy seed in those stumps. This is God's Word. This is the posture of Hineni, the radical availability in the wake of divine empowerment to do whatever is needed in the moment, a radical availability that trusts God to fill in the blank or blanks. We simply stand ready to go, to do, to speak. And this is Isaiah's posture in his visionary encounter with the very presence of God. He's trusting God to fill in the blanks, which God now proceeds to do. Your task is to speak to ears that will never hear you, to paint reality before eyes that will never see it, to make your case before hearts and minds that will never get it. Oh, is that all? You may have noticed an echo in the words of Jesus when asked about why he was always speaking parabolically in stories. In this case from Matthew chapter 13, where he says, Why do I tell stories? To create readiness, to nudge the people towards a welcome awakening. In their present state, they can stare till doomsday and not see it, listen until they're blue in the face and not get it. I don't want Isaiah's forecast repeated all over again. Your ears are open, but you don't hear a thing. Your eyes are awake, but don't see a thing. But people are stupid. They stick their fingers in their ears so they won't have to listen. They screw their eyes shut so they won't have to look, so they won't have to deal with me face to face and let me heal them. Yeah, just a bit of an echo. One that Jesus was actually trying his best to avoid through the stories. Jesus and Isaiah, or Yeshua and Yeshayahu, both names centering in the meaning salvation. Yahweh saves and Yahweh is salvation, respectively. Both faced a pivotal time of crisis in the history of their people, a time when they essentially had one more opportunity to see a fundamental turnaround in their national trajectory, an opportunity for a generation to turn about and find healing and wholeness as they abandoned their political machinations and maneuverings to somehow stave off disaster, in the one case from the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the other from the Romans. And turned to embrace the counterintuitive ways of what Jesus called the kingdom of God. Both were met with blank stares at best and angry rejection at worst, and ultimately, it was the angry rejection that prevailed in both cases, with Jesus crucified outside Jerusalem and Isaiah reportedly sawn in two within it. No healing, no salvation. Jerusalem in ruins, the temple in ashes. No wonder Isaiah's one request for clarification was, so how long is this going to be, Lord? To which God replies, essentially, until it's all burned down to the ground. Though he grants, there will be a tiny sprig of life springing up amidst all that devastation. Well, okay then. Here we go. Hineni. I'm ready, my Lord. As you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. Hopeless tasks are generally called a fool's errand. What's the last fool's errand you launched out upon? Because there was simply nothing else you could do. How do we, like Paul, embrace becoming fools for Christ as we, like Isaiah, say, Here am I. Send me even when faithfulness is not so much leaping over a wall as it is riding the beast all the way down. Lord, from still small voice to the loud blast of the trumpet, from one lone bush burning in the distance to an entire mountain convulsing as the divine presence touches down, whether with subtle nudge or with sledgehammer impact, let me be attuned to your summons. Let me turn to see the voice speaking with me. Let me offer these impure lips to be purified with your cleansing fire, this tongue to speak the words you place within, this body to carry out the call of this moment, this season, whether of calm or of crisis, with radical and unflinching availability. Hanani, I'm ready, my Lord.